Often throughout the course of history, patriots rise up at a time of need for truth and freedom. These people are called disciples of liberty for their undying love of freedom. The call has been sounded. Will you answer that call or sit back and let freedom die away? Unifying patriots everywhere against the evil trying to destroy America's freedom. You're listening to the Disciples of Liberty radio show on the America Out Loud Network. Now here's your host, Tim Alders. All right, born free. Sorry, folks. I've been uh, taking a little sabbatical, had a lot of personal things going on in my life, but we're here and we're looking around the communities. We're looking around the world and I see the hatred, the vitriol. I see America's morals slipping away. And what do we do about it? America has a war on God. Let's be real. The culture front has been filled with bad news. More evident than Any war that we've had, war on terror, war on drugs, there is a consorted effort to push God and his laws of morality out of the country's civic and personal life. Are you alert to the fight being waged? What side do you come down on? Are you taking a side or are you trying to stay out of this? Now, this has been going on for a couple decades now, maybe even longer. Polls back in the early 2015s, 2014, showed that 55% of Americans now say that they supported same-sex marriage, the highest number since Gallup began polling in 1996, when 68% were opposed. America is clearly following the lead of many other Western nations, mostly Canada and the United Kingdom, where morality isn't at the highest in those nations. Sorry, folks, if you live there, it's just a fact. During that time period in the mid-2010 through 16, judges struck down state-approved bans on same-sex marriage. It happened in Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Idaho, Indiana, Kentucky, Oregon, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Tennessee, Texas, my own state, Utah, Wisconsin, and Virginia. Activists filed lawsuits in all states with same-sex marriage bans, so the list grew longer and longer as time came, and then it reached the Supreme Court. Now, a narrowly divided Supreme Court upheld decidedly Christian prayers at the start of local council meetings, declaring them in line with long national traditions throughout the country has grown more religiously diverse. That seemed like it was positive until it was realized that 5-4 decision could have easily gone the other way. And since that time period, it had. What is causing these drastic shifts in our society? What is causing uh, the decline of God, morality? Things have changed since the Supreme Court outlawed prayer and Bible studies in public schools in the early 1960s and they declared abortion legal in 1973. There's a good book out there, and it's called Silencing God's Children. I suggest you pick it up and look at it and read it. 
Over the same few decades that that happened, morality plummeted throughout the world, and in the United States especially. Commentator Michael Massey remarked, they took away thou shalt not kill and honor thy father and mother and replaced it with school shootings, abortions, homosexual sensitivity. With God out of our schools, school crime has increased 700%. But I'm sure that's a fact and a number that most on the left don't want to know. It's proven. That's just a, a, a coincidence, right? That when you take God, morality out of school, that violence enhanced among the people graduating school. There was an article in um, WND on August 4th, 2014. It's a good article to look up. It's called God, Not Crime, Barred from Schools. We'll bar God, but we won't you know, bar crime. We'll allow people to do what they want. Yet the decline began much earlier often traced to the aftermath of the world wars of the 20th century, where many millions slaughtered and attempted genocide led untold numbers of people to view life as cheap and as godless. Scramble to get what you can while you can. That's how many of us view millennials today, right? We look at them as, as people who just want to grab what they can without any consequences. We are over 100 years since the anniversary of World War I. In the wake of that epic conflict, America, Canada, and Britain devolved into the new morality of the Roaring Twenties. But it wasn't the war alone that led people to cast off their moorings. Other factors were already taking their toll. Since the early beginnings of the 1900s, the United States and other Western nations saw the rise of progressivism with politicians attempting to lead society gradually into this utopian dream of one-world socialism in which God is ultimately excluded. I want you to remember that the socialist movement wants God excluded from our lives. This was built in large part on the introduction in the 1800s of Charles Darwin's theory of evolution and the social implications of minimizing or eliminating God's role as creator and seeing man as just a more highly evolved animal, a philosophy of meaninglessness, enabling liberation from Judeo-Christian morality, which our nation and our founders based our society on. Today, the Western world is reaping what it has sown in rampant atheism, communism, immorality, with some trends and practices lowering us to depths not even seen in the debauched pagan societies of ancient times. Nations of the world are thumbing their noses at God, including America. Who would have thought that this country, founded as the shining city on a hill, would be projecting such godlessness today? Did you? When you grew up, did you believe that the America you grew up in, when your parents dragged you off to church and took you to church and you pledged allegiance to the flag in school and you said a prayer, would devolve into having all of that removed? There's another book out there I want you to take because I want you to educate yourself. I want you to research, read, Formulate your own opinions. I'm sharing with you my opinion. This is why they call it Opinion Radio. I'm telling you what I believe is happening in America, why there is so much hatred, why there is so much divide, why there is so much anger and violence in our nation today. 
There was a book that was released in 2014. It was called God Less America. There is a faded B before less on the cover. Uh, Fox News Radio at that time, Todd Starnes, compiled many recent news stories showing the attack on traditional values and the expulsion of God from public life in the nation today. It's eye-opening and a very disheartening read, and I want you to read it for yourself and decide for yourself. I'm here to try and help you take the next step into your evolution of research and knowing where you stand and what you're going to stand for, what you're going to accept, and what you're going to fight against. A well-known at that time period, mid-2014-16, Rick Warren, evangelical pastor, told Todd Starnes that though religious liberty would become the civil rights issue of our generation, um, there is this disturbing paranorma. Imagine the implications, quote, imagine the implications. Imagine what the future might look like for people of faith. Could it be that one day the pastor of a local First Baptist church will be arrested for preaching hate? Could it be that one day police will turn hoses on little Christian boys and girls as they sing Jesus Loves Me at Vacation Bible School? Is it possible that Christian business owners could one day be forced to close down for refusing to violate their tenets of their faith? Unquote. I want you to look at what is happening. I want you to look at what states like California view Christian um, pastors and people who are teaching religion. They are pointing at them as the enemies, as the terrorists. What Todd Starnes predicted in 2014 is the reality that we live in today. Quoting Todd Starnes once again, will evangelical college students be denied entry into science and psychology programs because they believe in creationism? Will chaplains be thrown out of the armed forces if they pray in the name of Jesus? I have interviewed many, many military pastors, many military chaplains who were getting grief for their beliefs. Will evangelical organizations be labeled domestic hate groups for defending the traditional definitions of marriage? These were predictions back in that book. And if we look at what is going on today, if we look at what is happening in our world today, they are no longer right-wing conspiracy theorist predictions. They have happened. The perfect storm is brewing, folks. The White House is waging an all-out assault on religious liberty. Public schools are indoctrinating your children with the gospel of secularism. Hollywood is spewing toxins into our home. The soundtrack of our life is a pulsating mix of sex, violence, and filth. The American family is in ruins. What was once wrong is now right, and was what is once right is now wrong. That is just facts. Your truth might be different than my truth, but facts are always facts. If you look at what our nation has become, If you look at the road we are walking and the path we are walking down, you cannot disagree that the world is becoming an ungodly nation teaching children what is good 
that was evil our whole lives. And I'm talking about my generation. Alarmingly, these things have happened. Not happening, they have happened. The awful fact is that war is being waged against the creator God in the public arena. And ultimately, in the spirit realm, if you believe that. And the minds of the people are being altered. We must take warning in what is happening around us and in our own affected thoughts and beliefs. Moreover, let us be among those who sigh and cry over all the abominations in the society around us, looking to God's deliverance when his judgment comes. Ezekiel 9, 4, 10. For it will come, folks. If you believe it or don't believe it, there is a growing hostility towards Christian faith and morality. I'm not saying you have to believe my morality is yours, but why are you attacking my morality? In 2012, a survey by the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life affiliation, religious affiliation in America, dramatically dropped, especially among the young. In 1972, 7% of U.S. adults had no religious affiliation. That's not a large number. As of 2012, the figure tripled to one-fifth of the adult population and 32% for adults under the age of 30. Nuns on the rise. Pewforum.org, October 9, 2012. Look it up. Don't believe me. Look at the research. That Pew survey further showed that 73% of these people with no religious affiliation supported gay marriage, and 72% of them supported legalized abortion. These changes went hand-in-hand with increased demands for overturning traditional morality. Former Arkansas governor and U.S. uh, presidential candidate at the time, Mike Huckabee, wrote in uh, the foreword of Starn's book, Quote, in recent years, militant special interest groups have made it their goal to co-opt our religious liberties and force industry and government to go beyond tolerance of their views and demand full approval of them. Anyone who believes otherwise is told to shut up. We've become a society that obsesses over tolerance and acceptance of everyone except God and those who support God. I want you to think of that. Tolerance and acceptance. What is the largest argument the left and these people are using in this transsexual um, argument they're having, in the argument of critical race theory? It's that we lack compassion. But if you ever had a discussion with anybody on the left, it is obvious, blatantly obvious, who lacks the ability to have adult conversations and who lacks the ability to have tolerance and compassion towards somebody else's view. There was a joint report that I want you guys to look up. 600 examples of government hostility towards religion. 600 examples. It was done by two religious freedom groups, the Family Research Council and the Liberty Institute. They documented, as I said, more than 600 recent examples of religious hostility. Some of these and others are in an article titled Persecutions of Christians on the Rise in the U.S. Um, It's on the former WorldNet Daily website. I'm sure you can find it somewhere out there. It was written by Michael Carl on September 17, 2012. Here are just some of the examples that they listed in this article. 
A federal judge threatened incarceration to a high school valedictorian unless she removed references to Jesus from her graduation speech. City officials prohibited senior citizens from praying over their mills, listening to religious messages, or singing gospel songs at a senior activity center. A public school official physically lifted an elementary school student from his seat and reprimanded him in front of his classmates for praying over his lunch. Following the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs policies, a federal government official sought to censor a pastor's prayer, eliminating references to Jesus during a Memorial Day ceremony honoring veterans at a national cemetery. The U.S. Department of Justice argued before the Supreme Court that the federal government can tell churches and synagogues which pastors and rabbis it can hire and fire. Though the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act we know as Obamacare that still exists today, the federal government is forcing religious organizations to provide insurance for birth control and abortion-inducing drugs in direct violation of their religious beliefs. This was recently halted in the Hobby Lobby Supreme Court ruling, but they are still trying to do it. And they get many more wins than we do, folks. We are losing one after another battle. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs banned the mention of God from veterans' funerals, overriding the wishes of the deceased families. A federal judge held that prayers before a state house of representative could be to Allah, but not to Jesus. In this same article, American Centers for Law and Justice senior counsel David French cites a particular appalling example attempts to ban any mention of God from historical markers, monuments, or even museum exhibits. This represents an effort to whitewash God from America's history and change our national identity, folks. This is a consorted effort, and the movement against God is growing every day because they're indoctrinating our children. We are in a battle, we are in a war, and many of us refuse to participate. We say we love God, we support God, and we put God first, but will we stand up for God in this fight? Will we defend God? Will we defend our religious beliefs? Will we stand up and be heard? Or will we be silenced because of the hatred that the mainstream media, that the left will point towards us. They will vilify you for standing on the side of God. You have to draw that line in the sand for yourself and say, I don't care anymore. So government is waging war versus the traditional religious values that were founded in America by our founders. Many observers have cited examples of hostility to traditional American religious values by the administration of former presidents, Obama. We can see it now under Biden. In April 2009, he put forward three nominees for U.S. ambassador to the Vatican who were all pro-abortion, all of whom were not surprisingly rejected. Would they be rejected in today's world? That was published in The Guardian on April 14th, 2009. Once again, the reason I give you where I find information is so you can research and validate it. 
so you can see and join this war. This is what the Disciples of Liberty is about, standing up, being heard, and fighting for what you believe in. Not fighting with arguments and anger, but fighting with the facts. Facts always outweigh lies, folks. In February 2011, Obama directed the Department of Justice to stop defending the Defense of Marriage Act in which same-sex marriage was not recognized by the federal government against any legal challenges. And in July of 2011, he allowed homosexuals to serve openly in the military, ending restrictions that had been in place since the founding of our nation. Newsweek magazine showed him on its cover with a rainbow halo over his head and lauded him the first gay president. May 12th, or May 21st, 2020, uh, 2012. Look that up. Under Obama, a Minnesota widow living in a government-funded apartment complex was told she could not pray, read her Bible, or have private discussions of religious nature in the commons area of the complex. In September of 2011, the U.S. Army issued new guidelines for Walter Reed Hospital that read, no religious items, Bibles, reading materials, are allowed to be given away or used during a visit. Through the policy was rescinded after it was reported to the, White, uh, to the House of Representatives. Back in Obama's time, they kept trying to do these things, and when they came out, people would back away. They're not backing away anymore. They have made such progression towards this atheist socialist society that they no longer fear the Christians in this nation. Even though Christians still have the larger percentage, it's not huge anymore. It's only about 52, 53% of people, but they are the silent majority. They're not the vocal minority who will stand up and fight against this oppression coming from our government. Two Baptist chaplains at the time said they were forced out of a Veterans Affairs chaplain training program after they refused orders to stop quoting the Bible and stop praying in the name of Jesus. Banning the mention of God in public life is what they were basically saying. This was a chaplain training program by the Veterans Affair that would not allow you to study religion and quote it. Yet while government leaders are pushing God and the Bible out, they're welcoming um, and they're financing alternative religions. Let's be honest. The U.S. Air Force Academy in 2011 dedicated an 80,000 outdoor worship center a small Stonehenge-like circle of boulders with propane fire pits, high on the hill for a handful of current or future cadets whose religions fall under the broad category of earth-based. Those include pagans, Wiccans, Druid, witches, followers of Native American faiths. Air Force Academy adapts to pagans, Druids, witches, and Wiccans. It was in a Los Angeles Times article of November 26, 2011. This anti-Christian trend is not just in America, folks. Don't take me wrong. It's not just America, but America was founded on Judeo-Christian beliefs, and it is sad that it is happening here. A dispute over whether government can require Catholic schools to teach Wiccan and pagan rites is equal to the Ten Commandments, and the resurrection as Jesus is heading to Canada's highest court. 
Um, Christians ordered to teach Wiccan pagan rites. World Net Daily article, March 11, 2014. We cannot deny that under Obama and now under Biden, preferential treatment was given to Islam in numerous ways. Uh, see the article, One Nation Under Allah. I'll try to get back to it during the second half of this show. Right now, anybody listening to this show who believes that they are Christian, evangelical, Lutheran, Presbyterian, you are now the lunatic fringe of society. I hate to inform you, you are the lunatic fringe. It's beyond disturbing how great numbers of Americans still embracing the nation's traditional Christian values have been not merely marginalized, but have been relegated to this title of lunatic fringe. Liberal activists use this to quiet us, to silence us. And the mainstream media, and now even the U.S. military, are siding with the left against religion. We're going to talk to that and get to that. For instance, of the latter, a group of army officers was advised to monitor soldiers who belonged to what were considered to be anti-gay, anti-Muslim, and anti-immigration organizations. According to a military email, the email was sent by a lieutenant colonel at Fort Campbell in Kentucky to three dozen subordinates, warning them to be on the lookout for any soldier who might be members of religion. Basically, the email said domestic hate groups because that is how they view your religion today. You are a domestic hate group, folk. This is why you are important, people. This is why you have to draw a line in the sand. This is why you have to decide, will I stand for what I believe? Will I stand on God's side or will I stand on government side? Will I not allow the left, the violent left, to silence us? Will I fight to get God put back in schools? Will I pull my children from public schools and go to private schools who will allow you to pray? Will you stand up and defend your religious beliefs? Will Christians throughout the world unite for this battle? The battle that's been happening that we have refused to participate in, folks. The America Outlet Out Loud Network... America Out Loud Network, is a place for people to gather, for people to listen, for people to educate themselves for causes they believe in. You might not have the same beliefs in God as I do. I do not fault you for that. I am not going to make you my enemy, but I do hope you listen to this show because I'm sure you know somebody who has religious beliefs. And I'm sure you will understand that if you want us to leave you alone, why are we under attack from you? We have to look at what is happening in our nation today. The reason I chose the name Disciples of Liberty at the time I chose it is because we used to have missionaries for religions, and many religions still do. But where are the missionaries for the Constitution? Where are the missionaries for the principles that America was founded upon? Folks, we 
are the last line of defense. God has to be looking down at us and just shaking his head and saying, I cannot believe how in a few decades these people have turned their backs on me, turned their backs on faith, family, and freedom. Family is the last bastion of freedom, and it is majorly under attack by Hollywood and by our public schools, folks. You might disagree with me, but I'm asking you to go do the research. I've told you where to find some of this stuff. Research it on yourself. The information's out there. The battle lines have been drawn. You might not want to believe that the battle lines have been drawn, but they have. Uh, Read what's going on in the world around you and participate because we are collapsing. We are a society collapsing, folks, and it is disturbing to me and it should be disturbing to you, and I'll see you on the flip side. Hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Is a record player the best way to listen to music? Of course not. So why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, It's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells pill-free, patent-pending microgel supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great, convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Surely if you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. You can listen in on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. But no longer free. That's where we're at in America today. If you love God, then you are under attack by the left, by Hollywood, by your schools. Your children are under attack, whether you recognize it or not. And it is getting very difficult to speak out because if you speak out, you are labeled as non-compassionate, a domestic hate group. As we were talking about on the last thing, there is a war among the military on religion. Among groups that were listed by the army as um, that were well-respected organizations for religion that were domestic hate groups were uh, the Family Research Council, American Family Association, Atlas Shrugs, and the Federation for American Immigration Reform. The army listed these groups alongside actual extremists and hate groups such as neo-Nazis, the Ku Klux Klan, and other supremacist groups. This is the insanity of the world we live in today. They will label your religion side by side with neo-Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan. In April of 2013, Pentagon officials met with Mikey Weinstein, president of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation and others of his organization to discuss a policy introduced in 2012 called Air Force Culture. Air Force Standards, which requires government neutrality regarding religion. The Family's Research Council president, Tony Perkins, asked the obvious question, why would military leadership be meeting with one of the most rabid atheists in America to discuss religious freedom in the military? That is something you have to ask yourself. Look who they're turning to to find out what your religion is. Weinstein said that the U.S. troops are proselytized, are guilty of sedition and treason and should be punished. He said, quote, we would love to see hundreds of prosecutions to stop this outrage of fundamentalist religious persecution. He compared the act of teaching religion to rape. It is a version of being spiritually raped and you are being spiritually raped by fundamentalist Christian predators. That's what he told Fox News. Weinstein claimed that thousands of Protestants among his organization ranks and says they are only going after fundamentalists of all faiths, stating, quote, as soon as we find a fundamentalist Muslim, atheist, Jewish person, or anybody else, we will be happy to fight them. 
But so far, they have been few and far between. Really, does he actually expect us to believe that Protestant Christian churches are choke full of fundamentalists while Muslim fundamentalists are rare? This is clearly a dishonest attempt to move distrust towards organized religion in America. Air Force Senior Master Sergeant Philip Monk was fired when he could not agree that those who object to gay marriage in their thoughts are guilty of discrimination. Monk said that while homosexuals are coming out of the closet, Christians are now having to go in the closet. You, as a Christian, are being robbed of your dignity, your respect. We can't be who we are. I want you to read this article. Government and the Gay Agenda. And this comes on top of many other societal wrongs. What is our place in the war? If this war is going on, and I'm trying to point this war out to you, what is your place in it? Well, back in the mid-2015s, a foreign language interview reporter, uh, WND chief editor, Joseph Farah, and I have interviewed this man multiple times, um, and Roman Catholic Cardinal Raymond Burke, the head of the highest court at the Vatican, spoke the truth when he said Obama's policies have become progressively more hostile toward Christian civilization. That was an article called The Answer to Obama's War on Christianity in the WND March 27, 2014. Farrah went on to comment, I believe Obama and the agenda he personifies have used abortion and homosexuality as a battering ram against the Christian faith. For the proponent of unlimited government, God is truly the enemy because he is the true author of liberty. Let me explain that to you. Why is it that Biden, the left, Obama, And these people want to destroy God and family because God was the author of America's liberty. Our constitution came from God through men. Every founder recognized that fact. He is the enemy because no one must serve a higher God than government. Men have been placing themselves in God's place divining right from wrong since the Garden of Eden. There's nothing new under the sun. It always leads to one disaster, catastrophe, death, destruction, misery, misery, or hopelessness. This isn't just Obama. This isn't just Biden. This is all the members of the House and Senate who are on the left or Republicans who side with the left. They can't take all the blame for our arrival at this ungodly destination, though, folks. Believers are more responsible. You and me, the people who believe in God, who still claim to believe in God, we let it happen. We continue to let it happen. We have the power to direct a nation in a reverse course. Just as the children of ancient Israel had the power, it's still there for us today. All that is required is that the believers follow the prescription God gave us in 2 Chronicles 7.14. In those powerful verse, God assures us, 
quote, if my people who are called my, by my name will humble thyselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So the answer could be a simple one, right? A national repentance, a dramatic change in our thinking and our behavior, to turn to our creator and his laws. But that does not begin nationally, folks. It belongs and it begins in each and every one of you. You were enlisted in the war against God individually. You have been recruited to stand up for God in these final days of this earth. Each of us has to repent personally before any national repentance will happen in this world. This is by no means a new war. This didn't just pop out of nowhere, sprout up from the ground in in the 2000s. It goes all the way back to Satan's original rebellion against God. At that time, Satan led a third of the angels in revolt. It continued in the Garden of Eden when Satan as a serpent misled and corrupted the first human beings taking captive God's precious creations to make a mockery of God. Satan has done the same with America, a nation God has often blessed and protected, leading it repeatedly into the depths of depravity as part of its vile assault on God and God's ways. He will do this with humanity all over the world, folks. But America was supposed to be the beacon of light. America was supposed to be the last bastion. Many people in my religion, in one of the best books I ever read as a Mormon, uh, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was, oh my heck, I just had it in my head. A Glorious Standard. Find that book, A Glorious Standard. Even if you're not LDS, it has many quotes on the Constitution, and God's role in the Constitution. And there's also a great book out there called Many Are Called and Few Are Chosen. Listen, we've all been called. We've all been set apart for this dispensation. We have all been brought to this earth to stand up and fight for morality, for family, for God. And we are failing epically. He does good for all humanity. And Satan does evil for all humanity. The confusion, the irrationality, the constant conflict, the mire of immorality we face, it is all under the deception and sway of the ruler of the world, the God of this age, Satan the devil. John 12, 31, John 14, 30, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. All mankind has been in the snare of the devil, having taken captive by him to do his will. That's 2 Timothy 2.26. So much of the bizarre rhetoric we face today, we hear in the world, is not the product of sound, rational minds, but it is the manifestation of spiritual warfare, folks. The screeching of demons fighting both one another and God through their unwitting proxies on the world stage. We have not been immune. We have not been held blameless. We have to understand that this is the case. 
God's word say of all of us that there is none righteous. No, not one. They have all turned aside. It further assures us the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit itself to God's law, for it is unable to do so. We need a new mindset. We need a reset on the world, and we need a reset on ourselves. We need to turn to God to help us overcome the hostility toward God that has become ingrained in our thinking, in our society, in our schools, in our media today. We are provided with the needed spiritual help when we repent. Yet even with believers, Satan still strives to use us in his war against God. He can't destroy us outright. So he tempts us to corrupt ourselves, and we are falling into that trap on a daily basis. What a shame it is when he succeeds in this, and he is gleeful at his ability to capture the height of God's creative work and use it to mock God and his ways. We should never be among those of whom it is said, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are only deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Romans one thirty two. But if we have so fallen, the answer is still to humble ourselves in repentance, returning to God for his help and forgiveness. He will empower us to extricate ourselves from wrong ways to instead fight on his side, to be a good soldier of Jesus. This is not a physical fight. I'm not asking you to grab the pitchforks, the guns. This is a spiritual fight, battling the evil spiritual forces around us. The wrong thoughts arising from our own fleshy nature. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 5. Listen, folks. There is a war against God in this nation today. There is no question about who will ultimately win. The question is, whose side of this war will you be fighting on? Whose side will you stand on in these um, battles that are coming? We're not doing a good job of standing um, on God's side. We are doing an awful God. I'm going to expand a little bit because I had a little bit more time than I thought. Wars, politics, crimes... It seems everything you're seeing on the news today is bad, right? Times are turbulent. We can remember our hope, and the anchor is the good news of the kingdom of God. We have many things to turn to. We have a life that was blessed. We have a nation that was gifted to us from God through the founding fathers to us that we have turned our backs on. Rejecting God and the nation's long history rooted in the Bible, American leaders and government increasingly embrace 
a religious belief system alien to the country's long-head values. I told you earlier about One Nation Under Allah. Actor and commentator Chuck Norris uh, presented a stark contrast in a column a few years back. He wrote, speaking for most founding fathers in his day, John Jay, the first chief justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, appointed by George Washington himself, said, quote, Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of a Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. 200 years, we fast forward into the future we live in today, and we have been allowing our government, our presidents, Obama, President Biden, to deny America's rich Judeo-Christian heritage before the eyes and ears of other countries. Obama declared in Turkey on April 6, 2009, we do not consider ourselves a Christian nation. August 17, 2010, emphasis on, on how times have changed. Uh, go look that up. It's an article in townhall.com. In May 2009, President Obama canceled the traditional White House event honoring the National Day of Prayer, saying that he would pray only in private. Phyllis Shafley um, did an article at the time, One Nation Under Government, Not Under God, in July 11th of 2012. Obama refused to honor the National Day of Prayer, yet he hosted a Muslim dinner at the White House during Ramadan. The administration of Obama and Biden have sought to strike terminology deemed offensive to Muslims from government speeches and documents. Uh, like uh, Islamic extremists, we can no longer use that. Islamic radicalism, we can no longer use that. Jihadists, we can no, young, long, not, long, long, no longer use that. Terrorists and the like. The president even stated in Cairo that, in that year, June 2009, I consider it my part of my responsibility of president of the United States to fight against negative stereotypes of Islam whenever they appear. You might not have a problem with this. The problem I have is that as Christians, we do not receive the same sensitivity, the same compassion, the same ability to sensitivity towards our beliefs. Obama says it is the Christians who cling to guns or religion or antipathy to people who aren't like them. While avoiding official mentions, acknowledgments of traditional Christian observances, President Obama and President Biden have released statements in honor of Ramadan. Holidays which most Americans cannot pronounce and certainly do not celebrate. But the president, the left, ignores most holy Christian holidays. They don't care about your holidays. They don't care about God at all. They are promoting Islam and marginalizing Christianity in our schools, on our TV sets, through our radio, through our publications, through the internet. The efforts of the president and others who are marginalizing Christianity in today's world, promoting Islam, promoting a godless world, taking God out of our schools, taking God out of our lives, 
That book, Godless America, you have to get it and read it by Todd Starnes. One of the best books I ever read as a Christian. While the government is cracking down on public expressions of the Christian faith, they are embracing public expressions of every other faith. Many times at your expense, taxpayers' expense. Universities across the nation are spending thousands of dollars to install foot baths so Muslim students can wash their feet before their five times a day prayers. What are they doing for Mormons? They're taking our Book of Mormon out of schools. What are they doing for Christians? They're taking the Bible out of schools. They're taking God out of school. America has been described as a bloodless revolution, a stealth jihad that is being waged in the nation's public school classrooms. How? Colorado High School, for example, came under scrutiny after students were led in an Arabic translation of the Pledge of Allegiance. Instead of one nation under God, students pledged their allegiance to one nation under Allah. This is happening in your public schools. An advanced placement world geography teacher at a Texas high school who encouraged students to dress in Islamic clothing also instructed them to refer to the 9-11 hijacksters not as terrorists but as freedom fighters according to students that were in the classrooms. And school children in Indiana were required to sing a song declaring Allah is God during what was supposed to be an inclusive holiday concert. At that time in the mid-2000s, Representative Andre Carson, a congressman from Indiana, advocated for modeling the nation's public school system after Islamic schools, stating America will never tap into educational innovation and ingenuity without looking at the model that we have in our, in our schools. William Saxton, chairman of Citizens for National Security, has studied the promotion of Islam in public school textbooks. Saxton led an all-volunteer organization, launched a nationwide study in 2009 to root out what they believed to be an Islamic bias in American school textbooks. He said they found as many as 80 textbooks that overly promoted Islam over everything else. Listen, folks, we have to stand up. A British peer named Baron Scott um, stood up in the House of Lords. He had two children that converted to Islam and suggested that if an improvement is needed in relationships between the faith groups, one way of promoting that might be to encourage interfaith marriages. The sad thing about where we're at in America today is we have allowed our government to fund the war on Christianity with our tax dollars. We have allowed them to see tax dollars supporting regimes that put Christians to death for blasphemy against Islam countries, that put to death Muslims who converted to Christianity, and countries who imprisoned anyone who had marriages outside their religion. Rand Paul said there is a war on Christianity, not just from liberal elites here at home, but worldwide. And your government, or more correctly, you, the taxpayer, are funding it. You're being taxed to send money to countries that are not only intolerant of Christianity, but openly hostile. Christians are imprisoned and threatened with deaths of their beliefs. One sad irony in all this is that liberal elitists who accuse Christians of intolerance and champion the rise of every other religion... They push it. They're knocking you down, folks. Are you going to stand up and fight? This is what America Out Loud stands for, your beliefs. Now, 
In over two decades on the radio, I have never brought so much God into the radio. Why am I doing it at this time? Well, because God and family are under attack, folks. You can believe me. You cannot believe me. It doesn't matter. Do the research yourself. Look. Open your eyes and look. And then decide where you'll stand. Will you stand on the side of God or will you stand on the side of immorality? The violence in our schools, they will blame on guns. But after God was removed from school, it is a fact that violence increased 700%. Why? Because we're not teaching our children to be moral. We're telling them to accept immorality. I am standing up. Are you standing with me? I will not allow my voice to be silenced by the left. You have to share this if you are a Christian. I don't care what Christian faith you are. We have to stand together. They want us divided because if we don't stand together, they will win. God bless you. God bless America. God bless the Disciples of Liberty. And God bless America out loud for not being afraid to stand up for what matters in this nation. Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. It is a new